Jonathan, we're going to get to the D-Lives in a minute. I want to go to Jonathan, a first-time caller out of South Carolina. Jonathan, thank you for calling. You're on the air. What's going on, Jesse? All is well. How you doing? Good, man. No man is good, but all is well. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah, I got uh, two questions about Jesus. Um, I was at church last night, and uh, the preacher was talking about how Jesus had anger. Right. Way, and I know on your show you say to overcome anger and everything, and I just wanted to get your take on, on that. Oh, oh, did you believe it when the preacher said Jesus had anger? Well, you know how in the Bible it says that he was he flipped over the tables or whatever because he was angry? Um, I don't believe he had the anger that you discuss all the time, because I've been listening to your show for a long time now. Yeah. And I love everything you say, but um, I just wanted to get your kind of take on, you know, how, like, do you think Jesus was angry? No. Jesus were, he had discernment. When you, uh, anger is of Satan, right? And right. And when you're into this emotional stuff, you go up and down in emotion. You could be made angry. and But Jesus yeah. discerned it. He didn't hate it. You could take strong action from discernment. And so when he returned to the table over, he didn't have mama's anger. He had discernment of his father, God. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to have um, lunch with my preacher this Friday. And so I, I wanted to talk to him about that. And I didn't know what to kind of say. Make but, sure he yeah, I was, I, Make sure he paid for the lunch. Oh yeah, he said he, he said he was paying for the lunch. Oh so. good. <laughs> <laughs> and tell him he needs to overcome his mama so he can know what real discernment is. He's not going to know what it is until you overcome his mama. He has his mama he, mindset. Right, and he also said uh, that Jesus was a passionate person. See that I told now, you, he got his mom. I've heard you say that he wasn't a passionate person. He was a dispassionate person. What people don't know is that God's love is not passionate love. It's dispassionate. Mama's love, which comes from her God, is passionate. It's right. emotion. You overcome emotion because you can be deceived uh, by emotions. And it's not yeah. of God. So Jesus was a dispassionate okay. uh, Christ. And I got another question for you about Jesus, um, about him uh, coming back. Um, you know how it says in the scriptures that he'll return one day. Um, what's your take on that? He's already returned inside of you. Okay, so you don't believe he's going to come out from out of the clouds? And, he might. You know? I don't know. But I know he's already returned. He lives in you. Oh, okay. I see now. He's a spirit. Right. How old are you, Jonathan? I'm 20 years old. Oh, amazing. You sound older. Have you forgiven your mother? Yes, I actually forgave her yesterday. <laughs> and do you live on your own? Uh, no, sir. Who you live with? I live with my mama. Beta! <laughs> <laughs> I live with yeah, my I mama. I hear, you, I hear you talk about it all the time. And like, why? You, it's, and like what? Go ahead. And um, I've been following your, you know, what you say and stuff. You know, I forgave my father, and then I went and forgave my mother, and it was, it was pretty difficult. And it's like, 
I, it's like I'm, I'm waking up. It's, it's absolutely crazy, and um, like I don't, I don't have any anger or resentment anymore. It's yeah, weird. I know. It's, it's absolutely, it's, it's insane. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I was listening to your show, and uh, I think that's my next step is to move out of the house. <laughs> you, you are 20 years old. Yes. So, what is it like to be living with your mama as an adult male? Well, um, my parents, it's a little bit weird because we live out in the country. And so I was kind of born and raised, and I got to, like, take care of the property because, one, my father, he he hasn't really worked. He's kind of been a, a, a weak man, I guess you can say, um, because they, they had me later in life. And so I think when I was, like, two years old, my father, like, he it got to a point where he was suffering with so much, you know, back pain and arthritis and stuff like that where he couldn't work anymore. So my mom has been working this whole time, and she's like, she's like the worker of the house. Um, and so, you know, I ha- I kind of watched her work. She, I mean, I used to grow up, and she used to do most of the yard work, and you know, she's the one paying the bills and stuff. And so, you know, I see what you're saying about you know the weak father and then the mother, you know, kind of taking the role of the father, and it's, you know, I-, I see what you're saying. But they don't really, you know, we get along, sort of. We used to actually bicker a lot, so we kind of, like, parted ways away. Like, we don't really talk to each other that much. But now we've kind of, like, we're starting to talk to each other a little bit more. You know, we don't bicker and argue anymore. And, um, you know, I don't hold any anger or resentment towards any one of them anymore. And it feels great. What happened when you went to your mother to forgive her? Um, well, it was kind of in my mind, and, and she's working night shift now. So, so, you know, as you say, Satan, you know, gives you all these excuses. And, and he was giving me, oh, she could be asleep right now because, you know, she sleeps during the day. Well, anyway, I, walk, I was taking a break from working because um, I do yard work, I, you know, landscaping and stuff for people. And um, I walked out of the house. I was about to go back to work, and the RV, I've got an RV, and the RV door was open. And I was like, oh, well, my mom must be in there because my daddy isn't. And so I was like, well, this is my opportunity. No more excuses. And so I just went and I did it. And I told her, I was like, um, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I think you, you're, you know, because I used to fight a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. And there was a lot of anger in the house. Um, but it, it hasn't been like that for years now. Well, and I, I really wasn't necessarily angry at her, but I knew I had to do it. Um. I've been listening to your show for so long. So I, I went to her and I, you know, forgave her in person. I said, you know, when I was growing up, I think you turned me away from my father because for a long time I, I think I resented my father for just being weak because all he really does is just sit at the house. He, he really can't do anything. And, right. you know, he, he used to go to church with us, but then we kind of, he kind of stopped going and then everybody stopped going. And then now I've started going back. You know, because I just feel like I need to and I want to. So, and so, what did she say? Um, she apologized to me. You know, for because she she kind of saw how she could have done that, right? Because you know, we would you know she was the one that took us to school and all that, and we were with her most of the time. And so, when they would fight in the morning or whatever, and we'd get in the car and and go. You know, there was a lot of anger from her, you know, yeah. it, because my dad, he was angry. And so it kind of just passed on through her. And then she, she was angry. And then, you know, it passed to the kids, I guess. Yeah. So. 
And so you you own a you live in a trailer, you say? Well, we yeah, we have a double wide, but we also have an R V. They bought an R V um not that long ago. So right. They could do some traveling together. Right. Um but uh yeah. And so you they have a farm or something that you're working? Well, it's not a farm. We used to have horses, but we live on five acres, and so I got to, like, cut it, keep everything trimmed and all that, and I also run a little landscaping business myself. I've been doing that since I was 16, and I really didn't start getting serious about saving money until this past year, you know, because I've been listening to you, and I've just been waking up. And I'm like, I need to save up. I need to, yeah. you know, I, I got to get out of here one day, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, like, and I just turned 20, you know, a few weeks ago, and I'm just like, wow, I'm 20 years old, and I'm still living with my parents. I was like, I got to do something about this. Oh, I think that's pretty cool that you have your own landscaping business. That's good. But you got to go find yourself an apartment. And even if you still go over there and cut the grass every other week or whatever you do, you can do that. But right. you don't live with her. You need to get out of there. Yeah. Because you're not going to develop into manhood living with her. She's not going to let that happen. And when you try to move, she's going to give you all reasons why you should not move. Don't fall for it. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I really do agree with what you're saying. And, I mean, I, I, I love what you teach. And I love everything. You really just, you know, my, my mind has just it's expanded so much just listening to you over the past couple of years. That's good. God is with you. He's allowing you to see. So you're on your way, but you got to keep moving forward. Don't stay there. I'm telling you, you won't develop if you stay there. And, and again, right. since you own your own landscaping business, which is a very good thing, by the way, um, uh, I would get more business. I would, if he still wants you to come and cut the grass, I go cut the grass. And uh, but I wouldn't live there. You got to get out of there. And make sure you still save. Always, always save some money. Um, are you paying rent over there? Uh, I've got to pay a truck note. Um, we got a new truck a, a couple years ago, right. and my it's my it's my work truck, and so um, I got to pay on that. And you know my landscaping equipment fees and stuff. You know how the business fees or whatever come in. You have to you have to reinvest in the business. And um, another thing is. You know, winter's kind of coming, and I'm trying to figure out a way because landscaping, you know, yard work, it slows down in the winter because everything dies off and stuff. So I'm trying to figure out a way I can kind of keep it going, you know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm, – well, I've, I've been trying to get a job, you know, for the winter. Yeah. Last winter I got a job and to kind of get me by the winter because I don't want to have to – you know, eat up all my savings or whatever right. to get into the winter. Yeah, get a job. You can work at a fast food place. You can work at a restaurant or something during the winter and still work right. your business on clear days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, listen, are you paying any rent over there? No. Beta! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Listen, that's why, that's what's holding you back. You need to pay something there. Pay some rent or pay the electric bills or something. Because if you were on your own, you would be doing that. You would have your own business. You would pay for your equipment. And you would be paying rent. And you would be paying for food. So you need to be paying something there until you can get out of there. Because paying something there is forcing you to look for more work, to be more responsible and stuff like that. 
If she is right. not making you pay rent, she is controlling you because you're not developing into a full man. But see, there's one thing. It's weird because how you say, like, she's controlling me. When we, she really, I don't see how she's necessarily, I haven't really felt controlled by her at all. Right. Okay. She's kind of had the woman spirit in a way. She did, she's not really controlling, you know? Well, pay some rent. you see. Offer to pay rent or say, hey, I'm going to pay utility. You should be paying something. Okay. And then, you know, still save 10%. And the reason I say 10%, because it's easy to put 10% away and then live off the rest. Pay your rent, you, you, you invest in your business, uh, but, you know, right. have a little change in your pocket. But you need to be paying something. Do not stay there free. Right. Um, and another thing I've been kind of getting away, I've been trying to get away from is smoking pot. Pot smoker! Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've, been, I've been cutting back on it. Why do you smoke pot? Y'all, um, say that again, what you say? Why do you smoke it? I don't know, I guess I just like getting high and my friends smoke it and it's just, you know, out in the country we like just to chill and smoke a little weed. You know, <laughs> get high, I guess. I mean, You're smoking not, because you because can't deal full with full reality. Yeah, I guess. It's not necessarily I'm depressed or anything. Right, but when depression, at the end of the day or whatever you're doing, it, it's like a relaxed thing for you. But you're right. only doing that because you, you're, you're stressing out over life during the day. You don't realize it. But when you overcome that and return to your natural state, even under pressure at work and wherever you are, you won't feel pressure. You will always be relaxed within, so you don't have to go home and take a smoke. Right, and yesterday when I did forgive my mother, I felt that. I felt yeah. like a, yeah. a a relaxation from within. Like yes. It was like a peace you know, yes. inside of me, and it, it, was, it was a crazy feeling, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I see exactly what you say. It's it's absolutely amazing. I'm telling you, it's a kingdom of heaven within, and in that kingdom, there is nothing but peace, really. And so, I would recommend that you you know kind of avoid doing it as much as possible. But let's say it gets so hard, you know, you just can't help it. You know, go ahead and smoke another little joint, but be aware of what you're doing, and you'll lose the appetite. Don't judge yourself for it. Don't right. don't call it right or wrong. Just know, you know what I'm. I'm giving in to stress right now, and uh, it'll fall away. You one day you go for it, but you won't have the appetite. It'll be over. Right. I wish I wish you well, Jonathan. You're a smart guy. Well, I appreciate it, Jesse, and I love you so. Thank you, man. Are you dating? You what you do? Are you dating? Um, actually, I just a few weeks ago, I got out of a relationship because I saw what you were saying about sex controlling you. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I kind of started, you know, manning up and and I see it all like all of my friends and stuff. It's like the woman is like the man of the, the relationship. And I'm just like, wow. Like, yeah. and I even tell them and I show them your show and I'm just like, y'all have got to man up because I got my <laughs> best friend. He just got married. He married his mama, literally. Uh, <laughs> my other friend 
is a I think he's about to get married. I mean, they've been living together for a while now. Oh and, man! Like he's going to marry his mama. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they're very controlling because they have made the woman their god. When you hate your mama, she become your god, and all women become your god. And so, right. And when and when you set some out of wedlock, they are just you. You know, they they just take even more control of you. And and it's hard. You do whatever they want you to do because she's your God. Yep, it's it's all about the sex. It's insane. But yeah, I kind of fell away from that. Um, you know, there was some other reasons too of why me and my girl broke up. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I saw what you were saying about how sex is a way of controlling you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. Women are sex dealers, and men are sex addicts, and it ain't exactly. love. It's ain't lo- it's not love. It's no different than smoking pot. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's an escape. You yeah. Know? It's just something just to feel better. Exactly. Exactly. And you feel crappy afterwards. You know? <laughs> That's right. But I, we shouldn't have done that. You know. Yep. Wow. I wish you well, Jonathan. Thank you, Jesse. Call me again, man. Oh yeah, I will. And just take one step at a time. And eventually you'll be out of there and you won't be, you know, it'll be working out the way that it was supposed to work out. All right. Right. Okay. I will do that. All right. God bless you, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Amazing.